Have you ever thought about God has feelings too? Well, he does. And in today's episode, we're going to see one of the feelings expressed by God. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey, do you know God has feelings too? Yes, he does. We see in Genesis chapter 6, and yes, I'm still in the book of Genesis, that God regretted or he was grieved that he had made man. Now, this is far from his first sentiments about his creation. In Genesis chapter 1 verse 31, we see that God saw all that he had made and it was very good. God had said in the beginning that he was pleased at making man. So what happened? What changed to make God grieved, sorrowful, or regretting that he had made man? When we look in Genesis chapter in verse number five, it says the Lord God saw how great man's wickedness on the earth had become and that every inclination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil all the time. The Lord was grieved. One translation said the Lord regretted that he had made man on the earth and his heart was filled with pain. Y'all, God feels sadness. God feels disappointment. God feels unhappiness and pain. You know, he feels this way because he's not pleased with the direction that man is going. Now, he's not, you know, regretting the fact that he created us. No, he does not like the direction we are going. When we look at the text in verse number five again, God saw. He knew how great man's wickedness was on the earth. He saw how corrupt man had become. He saw that every inclination of the heart was only evil all the time. Now, these people were corrupted by sin. Adam and Eve's sin had grown into this type of attitude and action towards God. The people were only focused on evil, and they could have possibly been calling their evil good. Remember, Adam and Eve ate from that tree that God told them not to, that tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I told you a couple of podcasts back that they only knew good, but now they know evil. And this is all they know. If you look at the passage, God said it. Denise didn't say it. God did. He said that every inclination of his heart was only evil. The good has been gone. And now it could be that the man thought that the evil that they were doing was good, but not God. God knows. God knows what is good. And what they were doing, and even this stuff we're doing today, is not good at all. Let's let's look at some of the things that were going on during this time. They were involved in marriages that were not approved by God. Y'all, read the chapter. 
you know, the sons of God saw that the daughters of men were beautiful and they married any of them that they chose. Now, I don't know who these sons of God were. They, you know, there's debate on that. And so I'm not going to go into that. But whatever it was, it was displeasing to God. It wasn't what God had in, in mind. Y'all, we got some unapproved marriages today too. Mm-hmm, we sure do. There was also sexual promiscuity. They said that, you know, they married any whom they chose. And then there were giants on the earth. And when they saw the daughters of men, they had children by them too. So, I mean, I don't know if that meant they married them or they were just having some baby mamas. I do not know, but it wasn't pleasing to God. And then giants in the land, the Nephilim, I don't know who they were. I don't know if they were fallen angels or whomever they were, but it was demonic activity. It was activity that was uh, outside of God. There was constant evil. There was wickedness every day, all the time. It's all they thought about. You know, their minds were consumed with doing things that were wrong. Corruption was everywhere. You can see that, y'all. This is in verse number 11. There was violence everywhere. Does it remind you of anything? Does it remind you of, you know, a place you may be living now? I know every time I turn on the news, I mean, story after story after story is something that's wicked and something that is violent. So, hey, this was going on and this grieved God. God was sorry at the direction that the creator the man that he looked at and said it was good, you know, and it was very good. He was upset at the direction that his creation was going because it was not his plan at all. This really affected God. So this also gives us an insight into how our behavior affects him too. It's one thing y'all to occasionally miss the mark. It's a whole other thing to constantly and consistently miss it. We should not think God does not care or that he is unfeeling. He certainly cares, y'all, and he desires the best for us. Remember, though, you know, the Bible tells us in Proverbs that there is a way that seems right to man, but it ends in death. That's the result of our righteousness. I think it's Isaiah who says man's righteousness is but filthy rags. Y'all, our righteousness righteousness pales. I mean, it's so low. It's so below and beneath what God calls righteousness. So, you know, we got to measure what we do by what God says is right. Now, you know, these people didn't have the written word at that time, but they knew what was right and they chose to do what was wrong. I'm telling you, listen, how did Noah know to do what was right? I don't know. Somebody had to teach them. But getting back to it, the result of their blatant disregard for God and his righteousness resulted in death for them. 
Well, that's everybody except Noah, Noah and his family. Now in verse three, God said that man's days would be 120 years. In essence, he was giving them 120 years to rethink, to change their minds, to even repent. Y'all, this shows just how merciful the Lord God is. He could have, you know, he really could have destroyed that place without any warning. You know, he didn't have to tell them, but hey, he didn't do that. Instead, he gave them time. He gave them a period of grace to return to him. Now, everyone was not going to be destroyed. You know, God did see one person who was pleasing in his eyes. Again, that's Noah. Noah found favor with God. He had God's approval. God said Noah was righteous and blameless. And the Bible says he walked with God. Now in a culture that was corrupt, this was an amazing testament to Noah's character. And this testament was given by God. This compliment was made by God and not man. Despite the community's ways, Noah refused to conform. Noah walked with God and not with the people. You know, Noah was not a conformer. Noah was one who was consistent in his relationship with God. You know, he stuck with God, y'all. That's what Noah did. So now I'm sure Noah, you know, he was ridiculed. I'm sure people talked about him all the time. He was probably a loner because he refused to go along with the wrong. And this should be us too. You know, we should stand on the side of righteousness. We should walk with God and with him only. And it doesn't matter if others are not. Now, I know, I know it's hard, you know, sometimes to go against the flow, but we can't go along just to get along because see, God sees everything and God knows everything and God uh, sees us and he's doing just like he did with Noah, searching to find one that he can find uh, pleasure. To have God's favor is better than any man's favor in the whole world. So Noah did not submit to society's pressure to follow their evil ways and God honored him. He would start anew with Noah and with his family. So despite how greedy God was, he was able to find one person. Now let's look at this, all right? God gave the people 120 years to repent. Noah was given this instruction to build an ark. Y'all can read all about this in Genesis chapter six. Now, I'm sure Noah didn't have anybody to help him build this ark. He probably was in this on his own and his sons might've helped his wife. I don't know. But as he's building this ark, and, you know, it was probably something bigger than what they had ever seen. They might have had little boats because it was water. I don't know, a little things that they rode on. But there was not this ark. 
So I imagine that the people were curious about what he was doing. And when he told them, this is my thought, y'all, they probably laughed at him and they probably mocked him. And they were probably like, yeah, right, sure, that will happen. (laughs) You know, they were in disbelief. They wouldn't believe the word uh, from Noah. They wouldn't believe the word that God had given Noah. Noah probably told them exactly what God said. Now, what did God say? God said in verse number uh, 13, I am going to put an end to all people for the earth is filled with violence because of them. I am surely going to destroy both them and the earth. And so make yourself an ark. And he goes on and tell him, tells him what to do. Imagine Noah telling that to the people. Yeah, right. They laughing. You know, some of the warnings that's coming through us, uh, coming to us today. And even by reading the word of God, we, you know, kind of resist and turn away from what God says and even laugh at it. Some people call the Bible antiquated and outdated because it doesn't fit what we want to do. But baby, listen to me. This Bible is relevant. This Bible is the word of God. It shows us his character and his nature. It shows us his love for his people. God is giving us examples through those who live before us of how to live and how not to live. This is our lifeline to everlasting life on how to live and have a prosperous and successful life here, but also to have an eternal life with God. So let's not discount the word of God. He has given us this word for a reason. The reason this book continues to be the bestseller is because it's God's word. Now y'all take that, hear that, believe that, and receive that. So Noah probably told them to repent. He probably said to them, change, but they kept on doing what they were doing. But Noah kept on doing what he was doing too. He did not let the negativity of the neighborhood destroy him or uh, cause him to lose faith. He remained faithful in doing what God told him to do. So y'all do that too. Despite the naysayers, whatever God told you to do, be faithful in it and complete it. There's reward for you for doing what God told you to do. We see that Noah completed the ark. God told him and his family and the animals to enter. And then God closed the door. Y'all, that made me think about in uh, the book of Revelation where it says that he can open a door that no man can shut and he can close the door that no man can open. Because see, that flood waters was going to start coming and there was no way that those people were going to be able able to get on that boat because God shut them in. All right. So when we keep on seeing this, we see seven days after they entered the flood waters came. You can read that in Genesis chapter seven, verse number 10. Y'all, y'all really do really need to read this story. You should read it, especially if you're interested in what happened. We may, I might come back and talk about it in the next episode, but read it. Read what happened in the flood. You'll find that in Genesis chapter 6 and 7. The point today was just that to let you know that God has feelings. Now, God is not emotional. He's not 
uh, unable to control himself as some of us are, but he does feel. God loves y'all. God has compassion. God rejoices. God gets angry too. God is also jealous. And as we saw today, he grieves. So let us consider our behaviors and how they may affect the way our heavenly father feels. Okay. Yeah, I think we should do that. Father, we are truly sorry for causing you grief and pain. We know your way is the right way and you have shown us your way. Help us, Father God, to stick with you and not conform to culture. Daily, Father, we will strive to stay with your truth and live for your good pleasure. All right, y'all, this has been your daily dose. And remember, a daily dose of God's word. It's good for the soul. Be blessed.